Welcome to Visibility Radio, and thank you for joining me, Kenneth Poir, on this program, Just Why It Matters. Hello, and welcome to Just Why It Matters. Once again, this is a program that has a view of things from two perspectives from a person with a disability and from a person who doesn't have a disability. You know, today we're going to talk about giving back. And for most people, the belief is you can give back if you don't have anything that hinders you, there are no setbacks in life, no impediments that's stopping you from contributing back to society. But what happens when you have a disability and you still feel this need and this want and this desire to give back? Is it possible? Why should you do it? If you feel you're graced by your disability to be able to give something back, or should you just be satisfied with sitting back and gracefully receiving help? Today, I've got Dr. Scott Hollier, and he's been involved in giving back, and he's got a wonderful story to tell. Scott, welcome. Thanks, Kenneth. Great to be back again. Now, we had a chat about this whole idea of giving back. In fact, it's not just an idea for you. It's actually been something that you were deeply involved with. In your terms of reference, from your point of view, what does giving back actually mean? I think as you said in your introduction, one of the big things about having a disability is that you are helped all the time. I mean, even today, um, my family were helping me with various things in terms of getting around and being able to find things that I'd put down and couldn't um, see to pick up again. Um, During the course of a day when you have a disability, people help you all the time. And I think because of that, um, sometimes you don't always realise that you can actually give back and help others as well. Um, I think one of the issues is that sometimes the ledger seems a bit unbalanced. We're getting helped all the time. And because of that, sometimes you can end up in a situation where you don't always realize that, yes, you too can also give back and help others. So when I think about giving back, for me, it's about the wanting to make a contribution, wanting to help the world and wanting to support people, much like other people support me in the, in the things I do. So a big focus of my life has been to try and find ways where, even though I am legally blind, uh, I can also help others and provide that support. Mm. You know, it seems also quite possible that if we don't get involved with giving back, we can become a little bit callous, take things for granted, perhaps maybe become a little bit um, too comfy. Do you think that there's any truth in that? Yeah, I do. I do think that there's... um, a lot of truth to that. And I think a big part of that is because often when we are always helped, uh, it can sort of put us into this situation where uh, we feel a bit needy, we feel a bit guilty because people are helping us all the time. It might affect our independence and our ability to uh, do things and, and get out our front door because rather than thinking about what we can achieve in life, we often think, well, we're becoming a burden or mm-hmm. uh, difficult for other people. And so, yeah, I do think that that can be an issue. And the nice thing about being able to give back is that it's you are able to draw on the skills and talents that you have, and we all have skills and talents that we can draw on. And when we're able to help make a difference, I think it really does help to balance things out. And it does show us that um, everyone is capable of providing support. And 
I think on those darker days when you have a disability and you do feel like you are becoming a bit of a burden or a bit of a problem to people, when you are able to help others, it just helps put things in perspective and it reminds you, yes, you know, I do have the ability to help others and I do have the ability to make a contribution. And whilst we all need help, um, it's great that we can also help others. You know, this idea of giving back, it's also liberating, don't you think? Absolutely. And it's especially liberating in that when things are difficult, um, sometimes I think when we overcome that difficult thing, um, sometimes I envision a mini cheer squad jumping out and, um, you know, punching the air and going, yes, you know, that, that thing that was maybe not difficult for everyone, but was difficult for me, I managed to overcome. And I think you get a similar feeling when you're able to help someone else overcome their problems. In fact, it's probably even a bigger um, sense of achievement when um, you're able to help someone else overcome the challenges that they're facing um, because you've had the ability to do that. So, you know, whether it's fixing a computer or um, um, some of the volunteer work I do or um, some of the work I've done in the past, when I'm able to use those skills to give people a hand, um, it's a good feeling for me and it's a good feeling for them and it's um, it's just nice to be able to make a difference. Scott, going back to the past experiences of giving back, you've told me the story and I was just blown away. Tell us about the stories of you going out there and doing the work um, out in, in the streets and in the cities? Sure. Uh, going back um, some years now, um, I worked as a volunteer for an organisation called Drug Arm WA. And what I did for that organisation is that um, I'd be involved in helping youth and uh, young adults with drug and social issues. And the way the organisation worked is that we'd volunteer to be on a street van and because a lot of the um, teenagers and young adults um, are sort of around um, in the neighbourhoods, um, in parks, maybe drinking, maybe um, having drugs and things like that and not really in a position where they're going to wander off and try and find help with it. Um, the nature of our organisation was that we would go around in the street vans on um, Friday nights, Saturday nights, uh, very early in the morning. Um, or Saturday and Sunday mornings, and if we'd see teenagers um, and young people around, we'd go and say hello, offer them a tea or coffee, and just have a chat. And if possible, we'd then try to provide support to them. And um, we had trained counsellors back at our base, so we'd often give out cards and things. So, but they did have the opportunity to call those trained counsellors, but we were often at the call face. And when I first joined the organisation, they were a little bit uh, concerned about the fact that I had no night vision and everything happened at night. Mm. They were saying, well, you know, is this something that you think you can actually do? And I said, well, I, I've had it on my heart since I was 15. And I was um, just a brief bit of background. I went to a high school where I had a very difficult year because um, there was a big uh, drug uh, issue with um, some of the boys in that year group. And from that point on, I couldn't do much at that time, but I really wanted to do something to help later on. So when I found out about Drug Arm, um, I really wanted to be involved. And they said, OK, well, look, we'll, we'll give it a go and see how it goes. And um, I then became a part of Drug Arm for the next 10 years and um, continued to help teenagers and um, young adults sit with their drug and social issues and had some great conversations, sometimes at you know two in the morning sitting on a basketball court, uh, you know, in the in that type of environment and just providing support, listening, and uh, ultimately giving people uh, the option to, um, yeah, follow up on that more professional help. So um, it was a wonderful organisation to be involved with. Now, when you were out there talking to these kids and young adults, did your disability provide you with some sort of special connection, something hard to put your finger on, but they resonated with the fact that you didn't have the benefit of sight? 
It really did. And it's interesting that on the van, uh, each of us had particular skills and talents that would help us to communicate with the the teenagers and young people. Um, For example, there was one lady who was um, in her 50s and people often gravitated to her as as another mum. There was another guy who was a former drug user and so he could relate to them on on that level about getting out of that type of uh, challenge. For me, though, I think the thing with a disability is that a lot of the teenagers which are in a, that difficult situation. And I should stress that for a lot of the young people that we come across, it wasn't so much a case of uh, why. It wasn't so much a case of that they made a conscious choice to get into the drug scene or, or alcohol. It was more a case of why not. They're in a park, their home lives were terrible, and they'd often go through really hard times. And so they're sort of all sitting in the park and this stuff would get passed around and it ended up being more a, a why not than a why. And often a lot of them would end up in difficult situations before they... Um, really realised it. And where the disability came in is that when a lot of these young people were having difficult times at home or difficult times because of the substance abuse, they'd often say to me, well, you know, I'm physically okay and my life's a mess. You have, you're blind, but your life seems all right. How does that work? And so that would be a great uh, gateway opportunity to have a conversation about the important things in life and, um, you know, what you can achieve in life. And, I guess the thing is that, you know, you're never quite sure what happens after you've had that conversation and um, where people go in life. But met time and time again, uh, the fact that I, I was blind um, was a really important part in being able to, to have that icebreaker, to be able to have that first conversation with people. And often it would lead to a sense for the teenagers and young people that there was more opportunity for them and that they were capable of of other things and um, hopefully a first step to get out of that difficult situation. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like as if a physical disability was connected with them because they felt like they were disabled by something or a situation or a circumstance. How do you think you'd like to think about other forms of disabilities? Let me explain. Somebody else who's carrying a disability, do you think they're in a position to say, you know, maybe I should go out there and do something? Maybe there's something that I have with my disability that I just haven't come to to terms with. And when I go out there and talk to these others, it's a two-way street. They're helping me and I'm helping them. Absolutely. And I think the thing is that... Um, everybody needs help sometimes, and we all have things that um, we need help with. So it makes sense, I think, that when we do talk to other people, that sometimes we'll be the ones that need help and sometimes we'll be the ones helping others. And as I was saying in the intro, I think one of the concerns is that often when you have a disability, time and time again, people are helping you, that sometimes you forget that you actually have the option to help back Mm. and to give back. And it doesn't have to be going out on the street van and helping um, teenagers and young people at, you know, in the wee small hours of, of a Saturday night. It can very much be um, a variety of things. And, I mean, for example, I've been involved in my local church and I'm being involved in the, in the council there. Um, I am involved in um, a worldwide organisation around accessibility and helping to make websites more accessible and developing standards. And so, um, you know, that involves me being on a phone call it's late at night, unfortunately, uh, because of the time mm-hmm. difference. But, you know, I do that once a week. And so, there's, you know, it could be the case that you um, you do something on the phone. You could do something um, in terms of making something. You could mm. do something in terms of going out there and talking to people. But there's lots and lots and lots of ways. And there's lots of um, not-for-profits and um, volunteer organizations which are just crying out for people to come along and um, 
and help. So it doesn't have to be something really full on, but I think when it does come back to that concept of helping others, I think you're absolutely right, Kenneth. It's, um, it's, you know, we have the option to help others and likewise other people can often help us. Now, for someone who's listening to this and saying, you know, maybe I want to start getting involved and giving back, what do you think they should take stock of? I mean, and also, you know, do they need a healthy dose of honesty with what they can and what they can't do? It's almost like um, trying to balance what we can give and what we can't give. I'd agree with that, absolutely. I think one of the big things is that it's very easy to think about all the things that you can't do, but often there's a number of things you can do. And I don't look at things personally so much as what I can or can't do, but more a case of what do I have skills and talents in doing and what don't I have skills and talents in doing. For example, um, given I can't see very well, flying a plane, I suspect, would not be something I can do very well. <laughs> but I'd rather frame that in saying my skills and talents aren't really in that area. So how about I look at the things where my skills and talents are in the area? So, um, you know, I can make a contribution uh, to IT-related things in the in the global community there. I can make a contribution by helping young people. I can make a contribution by being on committees and things like that. And so I think the best thing to do is rather than say, you know, I can't do this because of my sight, I can't do this because of my disability, it's more a case of saying, well, look, you know, I can make something or I can do something or I can have that important conversation with that person and there are things I can do and, and focus on those. Right. Now, you say you're involved um, in your local church community. How strong has your faith influenced your willingness to go out there and give back? I think faith has been a, a big part of the journey. Uh, it's been an interesting thing in that uh, sometimes people say that uh, having a faith is a, makes life a lot easier. I've actually found it the opposite, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think um, when it comes to the faith journey, it's... Uh, it can throw up a lot of challenges about, um, you know, what do you do in life to, um, as um, I know I'm a Protestant Christian and as part of that journey, you know, I often reflect on, on Jesus and his life path and um, and think, well, you know, what can I do to um, to do my bit? And, um, and look, it's fair to say that that's not always an, an easy thing, um, but I think there's um, a great role model and a great perspective there on, being there to try and support everyone. And um, one of the things that uh, I find I draw a lot of uh, great support in faith is that um, I think Jesus went to quite great lengths to say everyone is welcome, everyone is a part of this community, um, mm -hmm. everyone needs to be included. And so I draw a lot of lot of strength from that. And um, when I look at, I guess, my life philosophy, I think um, it comes down to probably two things. One is about personal integrity. And when I look at... Um, the life journey of Jesus, that's something which you see a lot of in his life um, with personal integrity, and that's something I try very hard to, to model. Don't always get it right, but that's mm. something you know I strive to do. And the mm. second part of that is to um, try and give back and help others. And I think that's, again, it's um, I don't think you have to be a... Um, you know, a mosaic or a, or anything <laughs> of um, you know that supernatural scale, but I yeah. think uh, we do all have um, uh, skills and talents, and we can use those to make a make a difference. And when you do that, how does that change you as a person? What has it done for you in your life? I think what it does is it, it shows you that everyone can help and make a contribution. And when you do see people around you who have benefited from your ability to help them, I mean that's a a nice thing to see in itself. But also when you can see 
that um, people come together to help others, I think is also a nice thing. So um, one of the things I've been involved in at the moment, which I've touched on briefly before, was that um, it's an organisation called the World Wide Web Consortium, or W3C, as it's known. And they produce standards so that websites and apps can be built in an accessible way. And one of the nice things about being involved in that is that um, it's not an individual thing because um, we all come together to work across the world to create uh, standards, to create things that can help people with disability everywhere. And I think one of the nice things about being involved in this space is that um, you can see um, not just from your own work and your perspective, but you can see when so many people come together to do work together that um, it really does make a, a big difference um, on a, in that case, quite a big scale. So I think one of the other things about um, in terms of that personal feeling is that it is nice to have a chance to feel like you can make a contribution. But I think it's also even more special when you can team up with other people who also want to make a difference and uh, you get that positive energy bouncing off around the group. And uh, when you can achieve something really great at the end of the day, then it's a really rewarding thing. Scott, one last thought. If you were to say something to a young person out there who's carrying a disability and is wondering whether he or she should get involved with some community work, what would your advice be? My advice would be absolutely. The first point would be to just try and think of what are your particular skills and talents. We all have things that we're good at. To just share a little story before signing off, um, when I was with Drug Arm, there was one time where I met a, uh, a girl, she was, would have been about 14, in a, um, in a car park in a forest field one night, and she was um, unfortunately quite drunk, and um, she was um, really struggling with her life at that time. And uh, she, she said to me, look, I, my life is really hard because I've been kicked out of school, I got expelled from school, my home life's terrible, and I really don't know what I'm meant to do in life. But as we talked about life and as we talked about our experiences, I then sort of challenged her to say, well, look, putting school aside, putting other things aside, is there anything in life that you're good at? Is there anything that you enjoy? Is there anything that you like to do? And after a pause, she said, animals. I really like animals. I seem to get along really well with animals and they seem to really like me. And so we were saying, well, what about doing some work experience for a vet or, or the zoo or um, other things involving animals, maybe RSPCA or something like that? You could maybe write a letter and see if there's any work experience. And she went, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Now, to be honest, I don't know what the end of that story is. I don't know if the next day uh, she, she was unfortunately pretty drunk. So she might have woken up the next day and completely forgotten that conversation or she might have woken up the next day and... Um, you know, thought a bit about what it had said, or she might have woken up the next day and wrote a letter, and that could have been the start of um, what I hope was, was something really positive. And so the message I'd say to anyone thinking about um, their future is that everyone does have a skill and talent, and in her case, it was animals. And I think when we really sit down and have a really good think about what is it that I can do to help people, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Right. On that note, I'd like to encourage everyone out there, if you are a person with a disability, don't feel like as if you can't give back. You can give back. We can all give back. Scott, thank you for being here, and we'll see you again on another episode of Just Why It Matters. Thank you. Thank you.